streaming right now, dudes. Uh, so let's open up and find out who's in the chat. Okay. Use moi. That's Richie Knuckles in the background, pig. That's my dog. Oh, he's moving something around. That was me moving my chair. Sorry. Excellent. So we're we're actually on air right now, but we're this is sort of the teaser. I'm trying to find. You know, it's funny. I can never find uh, when we go live on my own channel. That's pretty funny. So unprofessional. Okay, so here we are live now. Yeah, there we go. I'm switching to night mode. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so start it up. Here we are live now. <laughs> oh, hey, we got Dave from Buffalo in the chat. He's first one in. Uh, he's asking, "You guys are going to Grinkers? What do you guys say?" We'll talk about it later. All right, that sounds. Uh, we'll talk about it later. I'll we'll, it's a little I've teaser. I've heard so much about this Grinkers. I want to go there. Yeah, we need you to go to that. But it's going to yeah, be that'd be fun. It'd be fucking. I do. I've I heard so much good. I just. But swore. nobody from Grinkers. Dad, I remember nobody from Grinkers has contacted me yet. But I would love to go there. I hear it's amazing. Yeah, man. It, it, uh, this is gonna. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, what do you? What, you guys want to get this show on the road here? No. No. Let's fuck. Let's wrap this shit up. All right, man. Here we go. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. And welcome to episode 21 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 10th, 2017, and the time is now approximately 7.18 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam and the Ants. I'm joined by the legendary Dan Reed, a.k.a. Yo. Dan Reed Photo, and Time Runner, a.k.a. Mark. You're going to see some serious shields. The guest host of Arcade Radio this week is Richie Knuckles. Welcome to the show, Richie. Hey! Feels <laughs> good to be here. <laughs> well, this is great. We, okay. So what we're going to do here is we're going to jump right in. Also, Richie, we should probably give a little bit of an introduction to our host other than just, oh, you know, our guest host, other than, this is Richie Knuckles. Richie, 
Uh, you did some sort of documentary. What's it called? What's what called? I, I'm, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm so sorry. No, that's right. What is your documentary called? Oh, documentary. It's called The King of Arcades. Oh, awesome. You, Where can you get it? Uh, right now, it's available for download on GOG.com, goodoldgames.com. Yeah. Yep, actually, you know what? We Gog. we we downloaded it um, two weeks ago, uh, and Mark and I watched it together uh, via Skype. It was awesome. We had a good time. Great. So um, we're going to jump right into our first segment, which is what have you been working on? And uh, let's start with Dan Reed. Oh, don't even get me started. It's a Charlie Foxtrot over at my... Uh my place right now i'm still doing the journey i got the by the way colossal nightmare to put a vertical monitor in a journey just so you guys know what do you mean ever it's got the way that it goes in there it's beyond stupid i have no idea how they did this they had to have had some sort of machine that loaded these things because you have to load it from behind but there's a frame that screws into the cab and then the monitor goes in from the back and then you have to get the lips of the monitor like around to the front of it and screw it in that way oh my god it's it's just a it's just a freak this sounds like your restoration videos are going to take longer than i don't know what maybe you have to make like 14 videos about your journey restoration Mm, yeah right (laughs) i just don't have a ton of time to work on it so just so that's what you're working on right now i have a I, I have a great journey story. Don't remind me to tell you. For God, me to tell you tell me now. Tell, tell us now. Perfect yeah, topic. What is it? When I was a kid, I was in love with this girl. I think I was uh, I was in Little League. So it was my last year at Little League. So what's that like? Sophomore in high school, freshman in high school? Yep. And it was our World Series. And the girl of my dreams asked me to go to the journey concert with her. It was right around separate ways, right around that time. Nice. And and she invited me to go with her, but it happened to land on the same night as our baseball game. I was the shortstop, and I was going to bail on my team because I was in love with this girl, but I didn't. We lost oh. the game. Somebody else went to the concert with her and wound up marrying her. <laughs> no way. No. So that, that that's a terrible, that's a we terrible journey adventure. story. And I played Journey at Great Adventure for like all day and just looking at it, listening to the songs and just sobbing dun, dun, silently dun, dun, because dun, I lost dun, my dream dun. girl for the baseball team. Oh my God. <laughs> so the separate world. Years later, upon... years later, my I get married. I open this arcade and my ex-wife knows how bad I want a journey, yeah. but she did not know the backstory. Oh. She got me a journey for our anniversary. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Separate ways, but she had no apart. idea the backstory. My God! Well, we won't so, tell her if you. Of course, want, so. no. I told her uh, during the divorce to get even. You know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cold. Oh my God! Yeah, it was cold. So yeah, so I don't know. I'm working on that. I pulled out the uh, pulled out the power supply in this thing, the suitcase. I replaced the caps. Um, I'm starting to reassemble this turd of a game and i don't know yeah it's, the game is the game is pretty weak it oh, is dude it's terrible i only have it because it looks so cool so well yes, and it's journey it's, right it it's journey 
You yeah, and it. it's fun bringing them back. You know, honest, honest to God, a lot of these games, yep. uh, they're just, it's just a lot of fun to to bring them back. Just thinking that, you know, I don't know, what do you think? There's probably a hundred journeys left in the world, maybe. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to bring one of these things back. And I mean, literally, I, I have a, a polishing wheel and a, you know, I have a grinder. So I went through and I took every freaking screw out of this thing and shined it up, pulled every piece of metal out of this thing. You know, primed everything. I mean, I've I've gone to the nth degree for this stupid game. So, I mean, now I'm fully committed to it. But uh, that's what I've been working on. Sweet, Mark, tell us what you've been working on. Yo, so let's see. I sold the Atari Relief Pitcher that I've been selling like for months. It's been in my. Uh, you know what's office. funny? I actually like that game. I like it too. I mean, that the 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 announcer is a real legit guy. Yeah. So. That was, that was uh, you know, a buddy of mine got, I was like, you got Relief Pitcher? Why'd you get Relief Pitcher? That's a shitty game. Why would you get that game? And I'm like, okay. Um, played it a couple times, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm convinced. Uh, it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. So Claw on Claw Ito picked it up. I don't think he's in any relation to the judge. Um, funny, <laughs> yeah. funny story about that guy. I was at BroFest last year, and I was leaving, and I had a sh- I had a shit ton of beer and I needed to get rid of it. And he was in the parking lot and he was the beneficiary of that. Of the beer? Yeah. I just gave him like four like cases of stuff that we just couldn't drink. (laughs) That's funny. I wonder if that's like the tradition there, because when I went the first year with John and Joe and Sean and those guys, the the big deal was everyone was bringing beer from like their region. And there's going to be a big trade up. Oh, that sounds fun actually. Yeah. So everybody brought a bunch of beer and traded it at, at Grinker's. So. I could totally dig that. Let's let's have a beer. Hey, you know what? Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So uh, what else you got going there, Mark? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. See, uh, I have a Super Strike Bowling that's shorting out every time the ball comes back. It's, nice. it's one of these games with the, you know, the control panel is the bowling alley. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, Lonnie McDonald, our previous host, stopped by my house. Are you rolled, kidding me? Yep, he rolled the joust machine. Yep. Oh, sweet. Are you bleeping kidding me? No, he did it. One Machine number 156. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm site 84. Uh, yeah, he gave me a bunch of cool twins, twin galaxy cards that I'm going to surely hoard and never Sheet. share. Hey, Richie, nice. do you have a twin galaxies card? Oh, uh, yeah, I have... Uh... I think I have at least five to ten. I don't know. Walter makes a card for everything I do. (laughs) Well, uh, I took a, I I went to an Indian restaurant and he made a card for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to trade cards with you. I have one card, so. Oh, cool. It's not going to be a very fair trade if you just have one card. I just have your card, my card for one of his cards. We got a trade, right? Okay. So what, what else you got going there, Mark? Ah, uh, that's it. Okay, so I've got a couple of stories. First of all, I visited up down in Uptown again, and I went there with a couple of friends specifically to play ice cold beer because I don't have one of my own. And uh, I went there and I get there, and the freaking machine is gone! It's gone! It's not even on the floor. And and it, of course, it's you probably guys broken, dude. That game is notorious for breaking. I know. So I call. I I, I was talking. I have, I have, I'm looking at one right now. I'm working on mine this week. Oh, jeez. So then I, I go to the bartender and I say, what's going on? She says, ah, that game broke. We had to, you know, we had to send See? it out to get fixed. Guess who fixes the games, boys? Brian. Yeah. So I called Brian. I'm like, dude, what's up? 
Brian from Paradise Arcade, there's our plug. I, you know, we should get free shit for doing that. You know what I'm saying? No shit. So I'm I like, Brian, his ass I call, every, every week. you're going to play. <laughs> what Freezing. <laughs> that was so How did you guys get that? That was so easy. I didn't even respond. <laughs> Freezing. So anyway, I called up Brian. I'm like, what? what's going on with the ice cold beer? And he's like, it was broken. I go, I know. He goes, I fixed it. I go, God dang it. We're at Uptown right now. He goes, you should have came here. I would have given you free beer and you could have played it for free. Uh, anyway, we did have a fun time in the new Six Star Six years ago yesterday. <laughs> yeah? Six years ago yesterday, Zach Kazor broke the world record on ice cold beer at my place. Oh, sweet. Sweet. That game is freaking brutal. So yeah, I popped up. I'm I've seen, uh, I've only ever got popped up it. in my Facebook feed. That's the only reason I remember. I'm only I've only gotten up to like number seven on that game. I'm not. Yeah, it, it's hard as hell. I played it at Grinkers. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a piece of cake. Get the two freaking rails up and oh, yeah, you know, put the it's ball hard as hell. Big deal. Yeah, I I couldn't. I sucked at it. It's an awesome game, man. It's an awesome it game. It's pretty tough. It I is. wouldn't want one though. It is. I just you know, we're oh, taking up our game space. I would, I, you know what? I would, I was just telling Mark before the show, I would, I would trade out my dartboard for an ice cold beer. I'd put oh. that right in its spot. Don't ever, don't ever sell that game short. That game's a lot better than that. If you got to really play it, that game's awesome. I, I yeah, totally agree. So, anyway, that was a fun time. And then uh, earlier in the week, uh, I had my Donkey Kong has been on the fritz. Uh, the ladders were missing. Hmm. So, uh, I did some uh, board repair and. It wasn't a whole lot of board repair, but I actually ended up replacing a socket and testing things out and finding out that it was actually just a bunch of stuff needed to be reseated, you know? So unplug stuff, plug it back in. I unplugged all the ROMs, replugged them back in, cleaned them off, you know, cleaned the legs off because they're getting a little corroded, and bam, back up and running. So sweet. Donkey Kong's up and running, which, uh, you know, that's a staple. I love that. I mean, it's a difficult game, but I love that game. So. Art. You know, I don't. I think the the only other thing Donkey, Donkey Kong. I'm so tired of Donkey Kong. It is. It's a hard game though, dude. Well, I got the remix version, so I've got remix and deranged, and I really enjoy that. That's yeah, great. You know, it, it gives a totally new spin on the game. So, but it turns out yeah, that he did a great job. Oh, he did. It's so so awesome. So those are the two real uh, arcade things that I've been working on. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's one other thing, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Richie, what you been working on? Uh, right now, not that I want to, but I sold two very obscure titles. I sold my Pengo, and I sold my Tutankham. So I am going over those two with a fine-tooth comb tonight. Oh, that's crazy. They're, those two games are everywhere all of a sudden. I didn't see them for years, and all of a sudden, there's like four Tutankhams and four Pengos for sale. That's hilarious. I wonder what's going on. Yeah, and they're odd, odd ones to wait to sell, like right after one another. Usually, it's the staples, you know, the Pac Mans and the Donkey Kongs. But yep. it's it's cool though because it's you know you get to work on something a little bit more obscure. Like I have uh, Bagman and Super Bagman, oh, so I stole Bagman. parts off of that same cabinet. So I needed a, a the they they didn't put, make a bezel for that. Uh, the Stern games they just have a tinted plexi or tinted glass. So uh, one of them was scratched, so I stole the best one off of it to give to this guy for the Tutankhamen. Let me just ask you a question. If you have some scratched plexi, do you just replace that shit, or do you, like, try to go and do some, you know, 
some polishing and stuff. yeah, no kidding, right? Like, I have a guy. Do you do Novus one, two, and three? I got a guy. You got a guy. And the guy he sells what's known as it's safety glass, so, and you could get it tinted to I any color you want. Yeah, me too. Me too. You, you can you can you can wax it if you want to. You can leave your friends, your friends behind. behind. <laughs> yeah, if you want to leave your friends behind. <laughs> you guys are so. Funny. Believe it or not, a little. A little, you know, that's Billy Mitchell's favorite song. Oh, no, really? Really? He's, Safety he, dance? Yep, that's his favorite song. Oh, my but God. But the guy would sell me this glass, and he cut it to size. And it's it, it's just safety glass. And I, re I almost replace every piece of glass I have when I sell it with the safety glass. Because it's tinted whatever color I want. He cuts it to size, and there's you can't scratch it. Yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. So you're working yeah. on a, a bunch of stuff. You you it's basically a full time job for you now, right? You got the arcade. You got you're you're uh, restoring games. You're selling them. Yeah, I've had a good year. I've sold close to a hundred games this year alone. Wow. Uh, the the arcade, yeah, and the arcade's doing really well. Uh, I don't run the arcade anymore. I I have a couple husband and wife team that took over the arcade for me, so I don't have to be there as much. Uh, they open it now Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Eric and Jen, their names are, and I have to give them credit all the time. Cool! Wow, nice. that's great. So, so I how, focus. How I have a for... ten thousand. I have a ten thousand square foot warehouse about a half an hour from the arcade, ten minutes from my house, and I am in there. I work probably twelve hour days every day. Wow! So for all the aspiring arcade and, openers, how uh, how are you doing it? what's the success what's that how are you uh how are you having success with your arcade like what's what's your method are you charging at the door or is it the beer sales how's it succeeding i don't sell beer we don't have in new jersey a liquor license was cost me million half a million so oh i don't have that kind of coin so i don't have a liquor license but well basically the birthday parties the admission fee to get in at the arcade, the merchandise, I sell a lot of merchandise, cool. the t-shirts and all, all the different kinds of things that had made up. But my main my main way of making a living is by selling the games, taking the old games and selling them. Like I just sold, and, the, and I, I don't know if you guys are witness to this, but I just sold my Robotron for 3000 Nice. Find another Robotron. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, it seems to come in waves with these games. Like right now it's Pengo and Tutankham and... Maybe like a year ago, why all you, why, why do people want Pango? Why do people huh? want that game anyway? Why do people want it? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I it's have it. Game. I have it in a multi. I like right. it. You know, it's not yeah. my thing, but some people really dig it. You know, the pop. Don't there's, forget, there's two versions, games, right? Different games attract women too. Don't forget, and yeah. I think Pango is a game that attracts the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You must the, attract the, chicks, the ladies. <laughs> and the character. The characters are cute, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can dig it. Like Frogger. So that's why I think. But what I'm working on from fun that I'm enjoying, I just got a Warlord's cocktail, and I'm restoring that. Oh, wow. oh, oh yeah, that's an undertaking. That's not, that's not for sale. I have one of those. That's not for sale. That one's mine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I apologize if I'm delaying or, or late to the game on a lot of things, but you guys are really hard to hear. No, like, no, it pops no. In and out, so I only get half the question. You're doing you're doing just fine. Just hang in there. All right. We like it. All right. We're good to go. So um, that leaves. Hey, wait. So we're. I, you know what? I think is everybody's sort of talked what they worked on. So I think it's time for you know the 
the negative. It's the negative news with Dan Reed. <laughs> These guys horrid. won't let that go. Yeah. That thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> right, what was the subject when you were talking about something being horrid? I don't you know. I that? hate everything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Uh-oh. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that every time, do you? But that's pretty funny. Yeah, I like it. It's like <laughs> was it when he was sitting on your lap watching the movie? Ooh, not, not <laughs> he, oh, he actually, horrid. Oh, I think he said horrid. He actually <laughs> skipped out on the movie. He wouldn't even watch it with us. He's so elitist. I saw it. I saw Richie's So elitist. And then, I, you know, we started quizzing him on parts of the movie, and he's like, I don't remember that. I don't remember well, that. Well, I saw it, what, a year ago? Let me say something for the record. This guy filmed me, Sean Tiedemann, filmed me for close to four years. Yeah. What happened was he came to the fir- he came to the first Kong off, okay. and he said, "What's going on here has got to be documented. What the story is going to be about? No idea why he's filming me, but he just filmed me four years of my life. He was there everywhere from wow. the divorce, from the divorce all the way up until the arcade closed and reopened and everything. And I had nothing to do with anything in the movie editing it or anything the only thing i contributed other than letting this guy film me was the ending with polybius that's the only thing i did oh well that would might explain a few things we might ask a couple of questions that we were we were a little worried about but you seem to know what's going on yeah so we we were curious about a few things we'll get to that in the interview but what do you got going on here, Mr. Dan Reed, in the news? Well, we're going to cut it short a little bit because I want to get to Richie, but there is also an announcement at the end of the uh, news. Um, okay. But first things first. Pick whatever you like. Let's talk about Tempest. All right. So Tempest comes out. Atari, giant hit. Yeah. Flagship game. Fantastic game. Then, what, well, like 15 years later? Yeah, in the was, 90s. This guy, New guy comes out on the scene and creates Tempest 2000. Gigantic Which, hit. Awesome super game. Controversial. Yeah, super controversial, but Atari shuts him down. Big Why? fight about well, intellectual property. This guy is nothing to do with Atari. Yeah, right? But Atari was Atari's already dead. defunct at that time. Yeah. But, yeah. Where can you get a copy to play this thing? I don't um, know. So, you can get it online. I think you can download it. I have Tempest 2000. You can get I it. I got to check this out. Yeah, you got to get it. On a te- Tempest 2000 was available on the PlayStation 1. It was also available on the Dreamcast. So, for reference sake, the guy that did Tempest 2000 also did uh, the latest Nine Inch Nails video. He did the, Polyb- the Polybius game that's out right now that's in the Nine Inch Nails. His name is uh-huh. Dave Minter. <laughs> so, the big news is, of course, he just announced with Atari, he is now somehow made up with Atari, and they are announcing Tempest 4000. <laughs> So I'm guessing that this is going to be... How do you play it? Is it a spinner still? Huh? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I can't imagine playing that without a spinner. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think it's like a console game. Or I mean like a game that, you know, has a spinner on a console. I think it's uh, I think it's probably a computer game or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't I haven't, I haven't seen it, but... Well, it's fun. Really you know, the interesting it, thing guessing, is... My guess is, boy, is that this is going to be the flagship title for the atari box when it comes out well i gotta tell you i gotta tell you guys uh i played tempest 2000 a lot when it was out it was super fun in fact i think there was a version for the jaguar i might be 
uh, you know, it, it was it was cross platform. So it was on Dreamcast, Jaguar. It was on PlayStation One, and um, and, and it's a it's a really really fun game. So give it a shot when you get a chance. Uh, I also wanted to welcome uh, since we're talking, <laughs> I've just noticed the, the chat lit up tonight. So in addition to uh, Randy and uh, Dave from Buffalo, and you know Mark because he joins in every time. But we also have Dinky Flicks, and we have. Uh, another guy by the name of Aaron Sanders. This is sup, Randall. What's up, Randall? He says he'd like to know about the Weeby Weeby piggyback rides, but I think we have a question about that later. So let's just hold on to that. And you know, so anyway, I just wanted to invite those guys. Welcome to the show, because you know they're 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 part of it. So yeah. So anyway, Dan Tempest Four Thousand. I'm yep, interested. Looking forward to it. I don't know. Sounds I, pretty good. I'm I am. a Tempest fan. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what they can do. I think this Atari box is going to be pretty sweet so also sweet. looking forward to that yeah man so oh yeah we got jim bodini in there <laughs> i love him he's so awesome oh he's cool dude yeah. so uh what do we got next going piece of news is something that i'm pretty excited about and this is getting a shit ton of hate but uh ready player one the trailer came out this week oh well actually another trailer because the they had a teaser right. trailer right 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 i love it i do too i, 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 I don't know great. I haven't seen any hate. Where are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone's hating on the book because it's, you know. Well, you know, I mean, he's got to do whatever he's got to do. I love the book. I mean, the second book is garbage, and I don't think he's, you know. They're not related, but. Hey, don't don't say that because he might be a guest on the show. He is going to be a guest on the show. So I don't care. His book's garbage, but (laughs) one's good. We'll just, uh, Mark, we'll just. uh, just Yeah, this never happened. We just want to invite Dan to the Well, have you guys freaking read Armada? It's a piece of shit. Hey, dude. Dude, dude, it's a terrible. You got a you got to stuff a sock in it, you know. No, Seriously, it's true. Ernie, you find, me, you find me one person that likes the book Armada. Maybe you should just start away. ripping apart Richie Knuckles while he's here too. Richie, I'll, let me get <laughs> get going on this guy. <laughs> so, Ready Player One trailer came out. It, I don't know. I'm really actually not going to be negative about it because it looks pretty good to me. I don't know. It's not like they threw Brad Pitt in this movie just to get a big well, name dude, it's Spielberg. with it. it. It looks great. It's Spielberg. It's going to be yeah. awesome. It's yeah, it should be. be okay. What else you got in the news there, Dan? Uh, I'm going to let you make the next announcement here uh, about Arcade Radio attending oh. an upcoming event. So uh, if you'd like to take over for that, I'd love to turn it over to you for the announcement. Okay, so Arcade Radio has officially... Uh, decided that they would participate in Grinkfest, and luckily the um, the proprietor of Grink Grinker's Grand Palace, Steve, has been gracious enough to uh, promote us and to make us a part of it. And we're just just to be clear, we're participating. We um we're going to do a live show, and we will be on premise uh, for at least an hour. And then we are going to host a side tournament. And that's yet to be announced, but mm, we have some great ideas about what's going to come about that. And uh, Steve has agreed to be on the show in two weeks. So look uh, look to the show in two weeks, uh, and we will have him on, and we'll do a little Greenfest uh, promotional, and we'll talk about what Arcade Radio will actually be doing when we're on site. But I've already booked my hotel room. Mark's Mention in. to him if you would for me. What's that, dude? Mention to him that I'm... I'm- Mention to the Grinkers guy that I want to come out. We will do that. You should come out. It'll Just be... come out with us, Richie. It's only a couple hundred bucks. Come on out, pal. Yep. Yep. We. I want to come in the worst way. Oh, that'll be so cool. Uh. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
um yeah so look for arcade radio out there and we're really excited this is the first time we've been out to Grinkfest. if any of you are listening right now and you are um arcade heads and you want to actually participate in a legit tournament now i'm not talking about the side tournament that we're going to be hosting i'm talking about Grinkfest. i'm talking about uh chris gack i'm talking about them hosting one of the you know nation's biggest arcade tournaments uh in idaho and utaho so you got to come up you got to check it out come on over join us be part of the crowd uh it's going to be an awesome thing so i will be eating smoky mountain pizza and eating breakfast at joe mama's so i'm very pumped about oh yeah i'll i'll be there that sounds fun yeah let's let's, that sounds awesome i'm looking really i'm so excited to it because this is like the first event that we are gonna like converge at uh speaking of which this weekend i will be going to a different event called 2d con here in minneapolis it's at the Radisson South. Or, I'm sorry, is, is the uh, the girl from nine. Uh, uh, what the heck was that show? Ah, boy, that would have been funny Sweet. if you got right on there. But no, so it's not that. It's actually a gaming convention here in town. It's at the Double Tree in Bloomington, and I'll be there. The facts of life. That's it. Tune hey, the facts uh, of life. are you dressing up in your brony outfit there? My what now, Adam? Your your little horse outfit? Are you gonna go up? There? I don't what have do a horse or? outfit. I have a costume for Greatest American Hero, though. I could wear. All right. So are you you're dressing up what like the unicorn? Which no. one? What unicorn? What are you talking about? Well, I thought you were dressing up. I the thought you were. Yeah, are you dre- it's a yeah. game. It's Richie a- and I saw you in the Norwal outfit, and we're just wondering if you're going to show up in that a- and hang out with your other bros at the convention. It's a gaming convention. Like with- oh, gaming! I got you. Ah, uh, yeah. Clarity. Okay. Remind me to kick you in the nuts the next time I see you. <laughs> All right. So that's all. That's all I got. That's all. That's that's the. Um, uh, well, maybe Dan should say it. That's you know. That's it. I I I have some big news. I've been saving for your show. Oh shit! Oh Let wait, go. we got another news this is article. The appropriate time. Let wait, wait, fly, wait, brother. wait for it. Okay. I've been saving. I haven't announced it to anyone. I'm okay. saving it for you guys. Excellent. What's going on? The, the Kong Auth Six is going to be in Banning, California, in March of 2018. Oh yeah! Awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Let's go. Yep. Banning, California, at Arcade Expo, the weekend of 16, 17, 18, in March of 2018, and then one year later, back at my arcade in Flemington. I'm ending it. The last Kong off will be Kong off seven back in Flemington, New Jersey. Nice. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. You got to get to at least ten, dude. Yeah. I, 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 my life has taken so many twists and turns and it's an event that I really basically do myself. It's an event that should be 15 to 20 people running, Man. but instead I'm a pain in the ass to work for. So it's hard to keep it going. I just, I got to move on. I was going to make it the last one, this one six, but John Weeks who runs arcade expo is a good friend. And he asked me if he could please host one of them before I end. So we're going to stick him in for the six, <laughs> and then on the seventh one will be the last one at my place. Oh, my God. Man, that's awesome. I mean, that's after so this, you great. could just pick like a different arcade game like Wacko, and then you can have the Wacko off. <laughs> the Wacko. Well, the Wacko off. Say that. I just bought seven <laughs> Jack the Giant Killers. Seven. What? I've never even <laughs> seen one. I just bought seven <laughs> Jack the Giant Killers. So you can have that's- a Jack off. The jack, the jack, <laughs> a jack off and a whack off. <laughs> oh 
my god, I'm gonna have to like to bleep the entire show. This is That's, awesome. This is awesome. Richie, you're my Wait, kind of guest pal. What? Anytime you come on back. My my daughter, right. my daughter's ten. And she's the one that told me skip Wacko and go for Jacko. <laughs> and Wackos are a lot harder to find than Jack the Giant Killer. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. You know, you know what? That's a. I have a Wacko. I only have one. But think about it. Maybe we should combine Wacko and Jack the Giant Killer. So it's a Wack and Jack off. Oh my god. <laughs> a Wacko Jacko and feature Michael Jackson. Yeah, you could also throw a moonwalker. We moon can do a moonwalker off. That's exactly. Oh, there you go. A walk off. I don't know about that. There's, there's so many possibilities. Oh my god. <laughs> so, all right, boys, that's it for the news. I got to go get another beer. So, over to you, Mark. Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with with time runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey guys, step into my time machine as I take you back to August 10th, 1981, which is only a mere 1,136,073,600 seconds ago. Nah! Nah! And if you're curious, that was also 18,934,560 minutes ago, or 315,576 hours ago. Or 13,000 <laughs> days and some change. Or the classic, 36 years ago. 36 Roughly. years is good. Are good. we trying to kill time or something? <laughs> I no. know, right? <laughs> what do you mean, kill time? That was, well, that was a joke. That was a pun. We're killing time. No, so this segment is where we uh, talk about something arcade-related that happened on this date. And then somewhere in the 80s, typically. All right. So, so two days from now in 1981, the IBM PC was released. It was 1500 bucks. It had 16K RAM, no disk drives, and four color CGA graphics. Hot. CGA, though, huh? Maybe you can get one of those monitors. Well, pretty much everything that we own has CGA, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, let's see. At the box office, uh, Arthur with Dudley Moore was number one oh. last week, and this week... Raiders of, the, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, regained the number one spot. Hot. Greatest movie ever. Next to Smokey and the Bandit. I agree. I, I don't <laughs> like that they've renamed it. I don't like that it's called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost That's Ark. That's bull. It's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like when sure? they renamed Star Wars. That was just bullshit. They can't. Whatever. It's just called Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. It's not Star Wars A New Hope. I don't know. Huh. Well, it's been A New so, Hope for a long time. August 1st, 1981. You <laughs> MTV went on the air. MTV creator John Lack introduced the uh, show by saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll." The first selection was "Video Killed the Radio Star" from The Buggles. Yeah, Love that song. And then Pat Benatar's "You Better Run" was the second. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. That there was only eight hundred thousand uh, cable TV subscribers in the United States. Is that yeah. possible? Yeah. Huh. Cable was like not accessible to everybody. That's weird. It's like everybody having a PC. I was in the post office the other day and there was a woman there and she was, you know, mailing something and she wanted to make sure it got there, you know, and so she was paying all this extra money to get like insurance and all, you know, and like a, a response back. And she, she didn't have a, 
computer in her house still. You know. Uh-huh. So was she using a flip phone or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, dude. I don't. I she didn't have a flip phone. That's that's how she bad had it a was. Dial up. No, seriously. That's great. It, and let's go to the top five songs in August tenth, nineteen eighty one. Number five. Wait, 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 wait. Are you kidding what? me? We're not ready for this. Yeah, we're moving. You're moving Why fast. You're, you're moving too fast. No, this is... That song I purposely put in my coworker's head every day. What's no. Your... Wait yeah, a second now. Elvira. Wait, so let's do this a cappella. No, hell no. Why not? Because it, uh, then it'll be in my head. Uh-huh. Well, it already is in your head. You were saying uh-huh. part of it. No, but I'm already down to Jesse's girl and all that. I'm looking at other. I'm looking at another. Yeah, you're jumping ahead there. You can't jump ahead. This is Mark's segment. You got to let him do what he's got to (laughs) do. So, you know, if we're going to do. What song did you say we should do acapella? Wait, here we go. Elvira. Well, that's terrible. That's like a live version. Wow, that sounded like somebody's. Hey guys, I'm Carly Kloss, and I just created my own website. Oh, shut up, Carly Kloss! Oh my God, what is that? It's an ad. Do you guys There's have a... any sound clips? You guys use sound clips from that uh, that Bishop of Battle? That would be a good movie to use sound clips from. Yeah, that sounds good. But you know, let's let's skip this ad. Well, you know, I was just trying to find a good copy of. Here we go. Everybody sing on. Oh acapella? my God, it's like a nightmare. let me just ask you a question how does the oak ridge boys get in the hot 100 well that song is like an earworm man awesome crossover so what's the next one it's i don't need you by kenny rogers Okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm a little Pass. curious. It's I the Hot 100. I didn't realize country. Yeah, no, I didn't realize sh- country had a lot. I know. There. I don't need flowers in I don't spring. Need uh, there was no other ballads out in August 1981, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Well, this next one, it will set the tone as to why all these other hits are at like 5, 4, 3, and That's right. This one pushed it off. The theme from The Greatest American Hero, believe it or not, was number three. Sorry about that. It was a little loud. 47 here. You know, I bought that Greatest American Hero. I bought that 45. I love that song so much. Oh, yeah. Well, I love the dude. I was what? I was like 15, but I bought that. I actually had (laughs) the 45. I love that song. I have that 45. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. (laughs) Here we go. Believe it or not. Walking on air, I never Walking thought on I could feel so free. So I have that in my jukebox today. I love that. Yeah, nice. I just got my second jukebox yesterday. Uh, really? What do you got? What, what model? I got one. I have a Seaberg in the back, but I just got an AMI. Nice. Nice. Classy. What do yep. you got? What? And I got... I got tons and tons of seven inches, but uh, hardcore seven inches. 
Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Don't even go there. I got a seven yeah. inch for you. <laughs> seven. I know what seven inches looks like. <laughs> Speaking of seven inches, what's the next track, Mister? Black and seven inches, Richie. So Lionel Richie gave us the Brooke Shields movie Jerker, up oh, Tear Jerker, excuse what? me, Endless Love. <laughs> this this episode is so lost. That's freaking Lionel Richie. There's I had no idea. Who that. You yeah. In my life. yeah, well, he doesn't have I a Jimmy Cash here. <laughs> <laughs> he dan- he dances on the ceiling. He's running in the <laughs> night. Get off the ceiling. My first love. Okay, so I got to ask you guys a question about this. Do you remember the show Putting on the Hits? Sure. Yes. So there was a, a lip sync show back in the day called Putting on the Hits, and there was a dude that came out and did this song by himself. As Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, and he would flip around. Yep, I remember he was a black guy. It was, was so awesome. It was so awesome. That. Like, okay, anyway, what is the number one song? Number one song, Rick Springfield of daytime TV, Jesse's Girl. Oh, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesse is a friend. Jesse is a friend. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that he could actually wiggle the word moot in the song. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, moot. Who uses moot in a song? The point is and probably when, moot. As a kid, I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> right. I think he meant mute, you know. You know, because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Cause there he's... was an SNL episode, well, like a skit <laughs> once where they uh, said, the question is moot. I think it had Jesse Jackson or something in it, and that's when I learned that word. <laughs> Story over. <laughs> Story is end of line. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was good. That was very good. Yeah. And Do you have any listener calls? Uh, let me just check. It would appear we have one in the one. Damn it. Why do we always just have one? We just have yeah. one. Oh. Callers. I'm guessing who it's, I'm guessing, I, I know who it's going to be. Somebody related to you? Yeah. It's going to be Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob right, let, let's play Bob's voice. Well, let's not, let's not jump the gun. It could be somebody else. No, it's Bob. Arcade Ratio yep. podcast team. It's uh, Sorry about my last voicemail being cut off and all. You see, uh, oh, by the way, it's Bob Sarzak. Did I mention that? I hear, I, usually I do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what happened was I, I saw a $5 bill on the road across the street from me, and I just had to drop everything, including my phone, to go get it. It was just really important. So I swear, no hanging up this time. Uh, anyway, I'd like to welcome Richie Knuckles to the show, and I have a serious question for him. Uh, it's about those uh, horsey rides he's always given Steve Weeby in that movie, The King of Arcades. <laughs> uh, and the question is, so, so what do I, as Bob's architect, control panel expert, got to do to get a horsey ride? You know, every every time I ask someone for one, people are always giving me excuses like, well, you know, maybe later when no one's around, or that'll cost an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> Or, uh, who are you? And how did you get in my bedroom? <laughs> Go hang up and listen to the answer. You guys have a great show. Oh, oh my God. 
<laughs> how, do I get a, how do I get a, a horse to ride? It's a good question. <laughs> Richie says it's a good question. It is a good question. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Go ahead, answer it. Doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, it, it, it was actually just off the cuff. Uh, he was leaving to go catch his air catch catch his plane back home, and he said to the audience, "This is my last try because he hadn't put up a score yet." He said, "No matter what, this is my last game." And the whole crowd, if you remember back then, it was still uh, very fresh. Everybody thought Billy and Steve really hated each other. Okay. So he had he had at least 50% of the whole crowd. So he said it was his last game, and then he had to get on the airplane. And the guy's just money. He Last try, he took the lead, got the highest score. And, the, and you know, it sounds really silly, but – it was almost like seeing Babe Ruth hit a home run, you know, point it out and hit it. Everybody in the crowd went nuts, and I just scooped him up. And at the time, he was pretty heavy. He was pushing like 250 <laughs> at the time. And I just scooped him up and threw him on my shoulders and carried him around, and he slapped high five to everybody. And uh, it was a good moment. We laughed our asses off. Uh -huh. So then when we got invited to go to Denver Comic-Con, he did it again. Like pointed, you know, pointed out his shot and got the kill screen, got the highest score in the tournament. And I threw him up on my shoulders again. And this time, I guess he gained a few pounds. <laughs> my legs sort of buckled. Oh, no. But I got him up. There. I got him up. Yeah, there. yeah baby. Yeah, baby. That's awesome. That is yeah, awesome. It was fun. And, and it's something that you'll always look back on, you know, 100, 100 years from now when they're looking back at, you know, what was the whole excitement of Donkey Kong and why did they have these big tournaments for Donkey Kong? People still talk about that I threw Steve on my shoulders and carried him around. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. Speaking of which, before we move on to questions for uh, Mr. Knuckles here, I forgot to tell you guys that the Billy Mitchell Walter Day uh, episode, pilot episode of Chasing Games is out and up for your viewing pleasure. And anyone who doesn't know what it is, pleasure, your pleasure, yeah. Billy. And Let me give you some inside scoop. Yeah, do it. it. Sure. Yeah. Walter Day. Walter Day today, right now, is in Finland. <laughs> he is in Finland. He missed India by a long way, though. Did anyone tell him that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's in Finland. They paid him to go to Finland because of his trading card. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I am not kidding. Oh my god, that's this awesome. is information. I, I mean, I, ju I just got off the phone with him today, and he's in Finland, and he's there promoting the trading card set. That's awesome. Ah, good for him. I'm, that's, that's I'm like number 2,691. That's all I know. So <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that Finland, they paid for everything, for him to go there and promote the trading oh cards. Oh, my God. That's so cool. That's so cool. I think a guy from Finland bought one of my arcade games. Hmm. What do you guys think? Moving on to the interview or what? Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Get him. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test.
<laughs> Welcome to the show, Mr. Richie Knuckles. Pole position's my game. <laughs> well, I kind of guessed that. I picked a few games that I thought were re- relevant. You know, so we, we rolled on a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's my game. Space Invaders. Did you see the video I put on YouTube of me uh, putting out and showing people how to do the trick that I didn't even know was real until about a year ago? No, I didn't see that. Tell us where to Look find it. Look it up on YouTube. All right. There's a pole position bug. Pole position two, though. I'm sorry. Oh, pole position two. Okay. If you play the test track yeah. on, on your qualifying lap, you pass through right after you would qualify. So meaning you don't go into the second race. You have another chance to get around. You get around a second time. If you can get in and just coast in on zero, it gives you pole position plus another 10,000 points. Wow. What? That's and that was something I heard as a kid, like an urban legend. When I was out in California and I had a day before my flight went back, the guys actually booked me as Richie Knuckles, which is not my real last name. So I couldn't get home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I was stuck in California. So I played pole position all day long trying to figure out this urban legend that this would happen because I, I was misinformed on how to do it. But I tried every little thing I could. And I, when I did it, I was like a little kid on Christmas, jumping around, screaming, I did it. I fucking did it. Sorry, I did it. <laughs> well, we're starting to get but questions. It's on you. I put it on YouTube how you do it if you guys want to try it. We'll check it out. So we, I'm going to start out the, the question because in the film, uh, we, we watched your film, obviously. And, uh, and, and there are some... Uh, I got some more questions now we've been talking to you tonight, but uh, this question in particular is somewhere near the end of the film. I noticed that there is a legitimate twin galaxy sign in your window. And I want to know one, is that original? And did it come from a a Tumwa? Well, I created that. That is not original. I created that because there's a movie called man versus snake. We, yeah, we know man versus snake. They asked me to do all of the filming at my arcade to make it look like the original Twin Galaxies arcade. Awesome. So all of the really good money shots of them zooming in on Tim McVeigh's back as a young kid, <laughs> that's all my arcade. Oh, my God. Nice. That is so friggin' cool. I love it. I built, I built that sign from photographs. And put that in the window for Man vs. Snake to make it appear to be the original Twin Galaxies arcade. So I had uh, about four. I had about four photos to go from. Ten. So I got all all the games and I put them in just oh like the God. original Twin Galaxies was set up. So awesome. So a tangential question: What did Walter think when he saw that thing? Was that again? What What did Walter Day think when he actually saw that photo? Or that that sign. Oh, 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 when he actually saw, he was there. He's been to my arcade a few times. He was there when I was making it, so he got to see me create this original sign. Oh my god, he must have been just floored. He did he think that's exactly how yeah. it looked? So. Yeah, he 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 was completely just so honored that I would go out of my way to do all that, and I don't own that anymore. I gave that to a friend of mine to put in his game room because he the arcade all the time and uh just felt it would be a good gift so a friend of mine has that on his wall at his arcade sweet so arcade home arcade um (laughs) mark you got a question for this guy i do 
and I am not reading this, I swear. <laughs> uh, hey, so in your youth, what nearby arcade was the biggest draw for you, and, and like what games did you play the most there? I'm really having a hard time hearing you. Could you repeat that one sure. more time? Sure thing. So like when you were a kid, what was the nearby arcade that was the biggest draw for you, and what games did you play there? Oh, okay. Uh, there, of course, when I was a kid, I'm, 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 I just turned 49 two days ago. So Congratulations. when I was a kid, the arcade games were everywhere. It wasn't like you had to go to the arcade. They were in every pizza place. They were in every, I mean, even, even a, a blockbuster video had arcade games in it. But I was able to ride my bike to a place that sold CB radios, believe it or not. Ah, Citizen CB Band. Radio, CB Radio Exchange. Donkey Kong there, and it was a bike ride for me. Next to there was a pizza place, and they had a Crazy Kong. So back and forth, if the CB radio place was closed, I'd go play Crazy Kong at the pizza place. But I would, of course, prefer Donkey Kong, so we would hang out at that radio place. The CB radio guy loved how much we were into it, that we'd drive all the way over there. He actually got in a bunch of other games for us. So he had a mini arcade in the CB radio exchange place. So that was really where I was on Donkey Kong. I was able to get four or 500,000 in Donkey Kong way back when. And I saw a friend of mine get the kill screen back when I was a child. And we just thought, now think about it. We didn't think it was a kill screen. We thought that the game glitched. <laughs> yeah. So... It wasn't anything to us. We just thought we never thought that if you did it again, that would happen again. Right. We just thought his game ended because the game glitched. Yeah. That's what Weeby said too. That's Weeby said the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So be you know being forty nine and reliving all these memories. When I watched the King of Kong and they talked about that Billy Mitchell was the first person to the kill screen, and all that. I'm like bullshit. He was just <laughs> the first person that Walter knew went to the kill screen. <laughs> Yeah, that's good stuff. So uh, we know that you gave a little bit of your background in the documentary, but can you tell the audience a little bit about where you grew up and how you got into arcades? All I caught was uh, you want to know about where I grew up. Yep. So yeah, in the and, documentary, you gave a little background yeah. on your life, but uh, can you tell everybody in our listening audience a little bit more about you, like where you grew up? And um, yeah, I yeah, grew up in central New Jersey. Yeah. A uh, town called Piscataway. There was a bowling alley in Greenbrook, which is about 40 minutes on a bike, <laughs> 10 minutes driving. And we would ride our bikes up to the bowling alley when we really knew we had the whole day. And there they had, oh my God, they had Space Invaders, they had Monaco GP, they had Atari Football, oh, yeah. they had yeah. Starhawk, which I loved Starhawk. I remember that. And, and that was the place where. Uh, I was say like I maxed out Monaco GP. I got all nines as a kid. I got four or five hundred thousand on Donkey Kong. We played X's and O's all the time. I got Space Invaders to the point that I could play it forever. And just those games were the games that I grew up on. Phoenix, they had a Phoenix. I turned it over. I got, I was the first person to get a million on Phoenix that we know about, of course. <laughs> Who knows how many people out there did it? But but I was able to turn over Phoenix, which took close to twelve hours. Wow. But yeah, strike, strike and spare lanes. And Monaco GP was probably the game that I was obsessed with. 
I was obsessed with that game. I would go home and dream about playing Monaco GP. That's cool, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Mark, what do you got next? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, I've got one of these, like, uh, hy hypotheticals. Okay. Okay, if you're on a deserted island and you can only choose five arcade games, what would they be? Pole position, for sure. Monaco GP, pro. Pro. Because I still pro. haven't got 10,000 yet on the pro. The pro version, I don't know if you know. Pro Monaco, there's only a few of them out there. I only know of two in the world. But it is uh, Monaco GP, exactly the same, except you can get past 9999. It goes all the way up to what? 99999. Oh, wow. And let's see. How many more? Monaco... Pro Monaco's pole position. Uh, I'd have to say Berserk. Joel West guy in Berserk. Hmm. And two pinballs. Metallica pinball and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard oh, wow. of Oz is a great pinball machine, man. I agree. I got to get one. Yep. So if, if, there, if there's a spare, I'd want to put Cyclone pinball in there. Oh, too. yeah. That's a good one. So, um... I'm going to shift gears here a little bit, Richie. Uh, in in the documentary, clearly you've got a following for your uh, musical career as well. And I just wanted to find out, tell us a little bit about your music career and what bands inspired you to uh, get into music. Oh, great question. I love talking about music because not a lot of people even know that music is even more important to me than arcade games is. The... Uh, band i'd say as growing up when i was a little kid i got into the heavy metal just like everybody else did like motley crew and all that yep so motley crew as a young kid i'd say even though it doesn't really hold it it didn't stand the test of time for me like now i don't listen to motley crew <laughs> but when i was a kid that that really had a lot to do with it uh, iron maiden of course and then somebody took me to go see suicidal tendencies when i was 15 everything yeah so then it became suicidal tendencies it became bad religion it became the descendants and all and then uh faith no more broke right when my band got signed and we were touring so i loved faith no more so i'd say a mix between motley crew faith no more and then the straight up just west coast punk like bad religion and all <laughs> descendants like that so angel, du angel dust is like a highly underrated album too man that's a great album Everything Faith No More did, I know every single word to every nice. song. I love Faith No More. So let me ask you a question about a Minnesota band called The Replacements. Have you heard of them? Oh, of course. And uh, is there a favorite album by The Replacements you have? No, I, I've never gave them a fair listen because they were a little bit on the new wave side to me. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I can't really give you an honest opinion because I never gave them a fair listen. If I I should go back and give them a better listen. No, that's cool. We um, so we just have a connection because they're you know local and whatever. But yeah, I just thought yeah. maybe if you'd heard yeah. of them, cool. So we also had the Husker Du here, and uh, we got some local bands, the suburbs, and some other bands. But yep, yeah, the Husker Don'ts. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> One of my friends is in a band now called Joy Joy Subtraction. Oh, nice. 
I so like that. Division, I Look love them it. up. They're good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they're, enjoy some tracks. Are they covered? So anyway, there's two two records you should get if you don't have them. Uh, they're uh, by the replacements. I think you might enjoy them. Let it be. 1984 features hits like Gary's Got a Boner and Please to Meet Me. 1987, which is probably their two most popular albums. Anyway, give them a shot. But I, I loved I loved what I saw in the um, in the documentary. I will. And I thought, dude, you you got some chops. And I loved your version of Pac-Man Fever for crying out loud. We just had Buckner on, and I, I he had to dude, love you that. Hear, you want to hear something that'll give you a fucking boner? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Go on. Do, yes. do you want to hear something that will give you a boner? Go on. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, my good buddy, Jerry Buckner. Yeah, got got to hear your first version of Pac-Man Fever. Mm-hmm. He liked it so much. He invited me down to his studio, gave me, which I still have in my possession, gave me the original tapes of Pac-Man Fever. Oh wow! So I was able to take them into my home studio and separate the vocals from the drums from the bass. I could listen to each one separately by itself, and then I took. Mr. Garcia, who unfortunately has passed, I took his vocals tools and was able to speed them up a little bit so that in the last version of Pac-Man Fever that we did, he is posthumously singing with me. Awesome. Dude, that's cool. That is so cool. I want to copy that really bad. Jerry's promise, he made me promise to never give them to anybody and let anybody hear them. But of course, over the phone, I would play it for you so you could just hear it over the phone, what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. That'd be a treat. But yeah, but Jerry made me swear I would never share them with anyone, like, you know, post them online or anything. Wow. Play it. Hear the outtakes and hear them in the background, like talking while singing, you know, and talking oh like while God. the bass is going. It was like I was back in the studio 30 years ago. It was oh, so shit. crazy. That's so awesome. I mean, and we. Got to say, uh, loving loving having you as a guest. But Jerry Buckner is—he was such a treat. The guy can tell a story, you know. So. Oh yeah, he's such a good guy too. He—he—he uh, he, he recently was at a show somewhere. I don't know what the name of the game the show was, but it was in Georgia or somewhere. And he called me specifically to say, "Where the freak are you? Why aren't you here? I came here to see you." <laughs> That's awesome, man. I think he was at uh, Southern Fried cool. Gaming Expo. You know, and, and my my second bragging thing, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't invited back after the first year I was there, and I didn't get to go back. But uh, Jerry actually went set, thinking I was going to be there because he wanted a freaking party again. <laughs> oh, that's huh. great. To these things, and I party. I get freaking crazy so he enjoys that we did i don't know if you knew this but we did an impromptu version of pac-man fever me and jerry at one of those shows it might have been that that one you're talking that would be so cool that'd be awesome i have it somewhere on video of uh jerry playing the piano this guy george playing the guitar and me singing it and uh it was just like without practice we never practiced it was pretty good so I have a question from the audience. Uh, Aaron Sanders says he'd like to know his your best arcade grab and your favorite game of all time. I think Monaco GP might be that, but uh, <laughs> but your fa- your best arcade grab. I would have to say either Monaco GP the Pro, or I have 
was in existence, I have a Monaco GP cocktail. Nice. I love that. It, yeah, and it's so odd to look at. It's hideous looking. It is. But it's, it's got all like in Japanese. There's no English on it, and it, there's a bubble, yeah. like a black bubble that comes out of the top. That is the monitor. It's weird because it's like half the cocktail is for your drink, and half of it is for the monitor. Exactly. The, <laughs> there's more room for your drink than there is for <laughs> the monitor. Absolutely. <laughs> That is great. Yeah. Those are probably my two best grabs. Right. Or another good grab was I got an environmental disoptron for 50 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh. You're just, now you're just bragging. Now you're just bragging. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Mark. I, I, you're breaking up. Did you hear that? Yeah, we got that. We got 50 it. 50 bucks. That's not even fair, man. That's not right. fair. 50 bucks, but for an environmental one, which that blows my mind. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so... I know you've got King of Arcades hitting the street next month in September on DVD. Is that true? I can't. I couldn't hear you. Say it again. Okay, so King of Arcades is hitting the street next month uh, on DVD, right? King of Arcades next month. DVD. Uh, if I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah, well, basically what happened was Sean came out here. We sold 5,000 copies. Well, it hasn't been on Netflix yet because we're still selling at least one a day. He sold out of the original 5,000. He said, instead of just pressing exactly, let's reissue it again with a bonus DVD with two hours movie, two hours of where I'm at today. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to be buying that, I think. That sounds good. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, and it, I, I, I have the two hours of the footage that he shot in the last six months. We've been together doing it again, and I enjoy the bonus footage more than I enjoy the movie. Oh wow! It's a lot of good stuff. Like he, he's showing the new warehouse. He's showing all the crazy shit that I'm working on, and it, it, it's going to be a really good addition. So the people that bought it the first time. You know, most likely, if they like the movie, are going to want to get again. So I think it was a pretty smart marketing plan. But again, Sean Tiedemann is the whole vehicle behind the King of Arcade series. I just let him film what I'm doing, and he runs with the ball. Nice. Hey, so uh, I was just curious what what is it that you like? Is your motivation for what you you know who you are? you know, where you live, like what, what exactly is it that drives you? Like, do you have like, like a mantra or something? I'm, I'm again, you're breaking up like crazy. I no can't problem. hear you much, but what I get from that is what drives me, right? What drives you? Okay. What drives me are my kids. I have a 10 year old daughter, my only biological daughter. Her name is faith and she loves the arcade so much. She comes to work with me every single day and just making her proud and giving her something that she could have when she gets older. She, uh, she's a super smart kid. She was the president of her class, fourth grade. Uh, she wrote this whole story they put on the wall of the school, basically what she wants to do when she gets older. She had said, uh, my father has cancer and my father's beating it. He's doing good, so let's not dwell on that. But in the story, she says, I want to be a scientist so I can cure cancer and save my grandpa and if that doesn't work out I'm going to run my dad's arcade <laughs> oh wow that's nice <laughs> I fucking love that 
So <laughs> she works with me every day and she really is into it. She, she knows how to work on pinballs. She knows how to work on arcade games. She's following in my footsteps. That's what she wants to do. So I have to make this business lucrative so I can at least pay her a salary as well. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. That's cool to get your kids involved. That's uh, I love getting my daughter involved too. She's huge into joust. So we have this tradition. Pretty much every Saturday we'll come down, fire up the arcade, and just joust together. Yeah, she she's good at Donkey Kong. She's good at I, I, she can I can't even touch her when it comes to Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and all that, <laughs> and Marvel vs. Capcom. She destroys me in all those games. Oh oh oh, Nibbler, that's her new game. Oh, she's cool. able. She just she just passed seventy thousand, which I can't even come close. That's cool. Oh man, don't tell Todd or Trey. Uh, yeah. For not Adam. using patterns, like she doesn't have patterns, she just plays a freestyle. According to Tim McVeigh, seventy thousand is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, who the hell's Todd? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I can't get that. Sweet. All right, well, let's play a quick game here. Do the name game. So I'm going to give you a name, and you give me your first initial thoughts. The first thing that comes to your mind. One word only. Names. One word only. One word only. One word only. Yeah. One word only. First thing that comes to my mind. Yep, you ready? I'm ready. Billy Mitchell. Hot sauce. <laughs> that's sauce. fine. That's that's good enough. How about uh, Walter Day? Oh my God, tidy whities. That's two words. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to know where that came from. You have to hear that story, but all right, throw it out. I, I can tell you, if you. Well, well, well g g give me the rest of them, and then I'll tell you the hot sauce story and the underwear story. All right, Weeby. Steve Weeby, next one. Oh, uh, uh, the shoulder ride. Damn, I can't get one word. <laughs> <laughs> two words. Two words is fine. Piggyback. 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 That's two words, too. <laughs> hyphenated. Hyphenated. Horsey. All right, let's just get Horsey. right to it. Let's just skip right to it. Let's get right to these stories because I'm intrigued. Let's hear the hot sauce story first. All right, hot sauce story. Uh, Bill Mitchell's hot, hot sauce is not very readily available. There is a a grocery store chain in the East coast. That's huge. It's called ShopRite. I happen to be very good friends with the CEO of ShopRite. I talked him into having a meeting, a sit down with Billy and I about getting Ricky's hot sauce and all ShopRites across the entire East coast. Oh wow. That would have made Billy Mitchell a millionaire overnight. It would have made me probably close to a half a millionaire overnight if we were to go through with this. <laughs> we sit down with just like a scene in The Sopranos. We go to an Italian restaurant. We sit down. We have pasta. We have calamar. And they explain to Billy how it's going to work. I can't really say exactly what went on, but Billy Mitchell left the meeting white as a ghost. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> we did not move forward with the deal. Oh, wow. So they were trying to screw them Let's over. Let's just say New Jersey's a whole different animal. New Jersey's a, New Jersey's a lot different than anywhere else. So we, of course, didn't go any further. So that's the hot sauce story. All right, go on. I'm ready for uh, the, the underwear wages. story about Walter Day. <laughs> I had to share. A yes. 
I had to share a hotel with him. Oh, no, nice. And nice. he was meditating. Oh my God. And I walked in the room in the middle of the day while he was meditating and he was trying to levitate, you know, the, with the whole crossing your legs thing. And he had on a pair of tidy whiteies that were not so tidy. <laughs> and, oh, no. you know, old men, what happened to their testicles when they get older? <laughs> you mean right now? Every time I see Walter, I just see him in nothing but his Lucy whiteies. <laughs> and seeing uh see, you, ever, you ever see that movie uh old grandpa or bad grandpa or something the jackass guys oh yeah i think you know where i'm going <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right so we have a question from the audience how much input did adam f goldberg have in the king of kong arcade documentary King of Arcade. Again, it was hard to hear, but you said, what did he have to do with it? Is that what you said? How much input did Adam F. Goldberg have in the King of Arcade? Uh, well, this is yeah, King of Arcade documentary. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I'll answer as best I can. He, I don't know why, but used to watch my, my web show, and he knew a, a, a scary amount of information about me. And when Sean announced that this movie was coming out. We just got a break there. Is he still with us? Still connected. Yeah. He's going to bust on. out. No, nah, it'll just come back real quick. It, Google errors out. It's garbage. Oh, he's stuck. He's still saying out. We lost him. He's still connected. I see him down there. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's connected. Hey, Richie, if you can still hear us, uh, maybe disconnect and reconnect. Hey, Richie, when if you're back, man, the when you come back after it does that goofy little error thing, it auto mutes you and auto disables your video. So you got to move your mouse around and turn off the little muter thing. I can, I can probably unmute him. Oh, that's a bummer, man. That was right in the middle of the, the story. That was funny. Ah, well, you know what? It's good. If he reconnects, we can just ask him the same question. We're going to, yeah, that's messed up. Technical issues. Welcome to the future. <laughs> well, hey, you guys could hear me, right? Like I was yelling, but yeah, there he goes. He's back. I got two, two of them now. Yeah, I got two Richies. Only one can talk. Trust me. There, there, one goes away. All right, Richie, unmute yourself. You're on mute, there, pal. I can see you on your little icon there. You're muted. You're no good to us muted there. I think uh, I'm back. Oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah. That's okay. So, so we're sorry. I told you I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Wait a second. I've been struggling like a mofo to understand anything you guys said. Oh, That's sorry, right. Dude. Sometimes we you have to have people now? reconnect. So before we get going, let's ask that question again. Aaron Sanders says he'd like to know. Um, uh, or I think it was Aaron Sanders. He said something no, about. Gamer. Georgia Gamer. Well, who is it? 
Georgia Gamer asking about Adam F. Goldberg. Then you you asked the question. Yeah, how much input did Adam F. Goldberg have uh, on King of Arcade? Oh, did you, did you hear anything I talked about, the whole answer with Adam Goldberg? No. Nope. So, no. yeah, do the whole thing over. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going on for a while. The good news is I can hear you guys a hell of a lot better now. Go oh, good, good. Good. Uh, Adam Goldberg contacted Cold before the movie even started, said he was a big fan of what I do because I used to have a web show and a lot of things, uh, videos that we did. And we became friends, and when Sean announced the movie, he contacted us immediately and said he wanted to help. Nice. That was, to me, amazing. I spoke, I've spoken to him on the phone a couple times. Uh, Sean actually went out to Hollywood and, and, and visited the set of the Goldbergs. Oh, cool. Yeah, you got to get on we there. we were supposed to, yeah, we were supposed to have Pac-Man Fever on the Goldbergs, but... Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jerry Buckner's people, his manager, after swearing they would not kibosh the deal, his manager asked for too much money and they couldn't use it. Hmm. Uh, that's too bad. Which crushed me because I told everybody on the planet that my song was going to be on the Goldbergs and then last minute they couldn't come to a financial agreement. I even surrendered all my royalties. I said, I don't want a penny. You guys could have it all. But by that time, it was too late. No. Oh. That's no good. That, and I would never say anything bad about Jerry. I love Jerry. But Jerry called me probably every day for a week apologizing for having that happen. Oh, that's too bad. So. It was really bad. I was crushed. So but, I'm going to ask you. Wait, what, what under the bridge? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that. Uh, you don't have to answer, but I want to I wanna just kind of ask a couple questions because they're curious in my mind from the documentary. One, and the documentary, um, they sort of played up your um, medical, medical condition. You have uh, some sort of lesion that you, uh, and it says, uh, and I wanted to know, is it still with you or looming threat? And how do you deal with that on a daily basis? It, the, why that? I And again, I didn't really think that was uh, a a wise decision to put that in the film because I ask, get asked that a lot. Uh, it's basically an arachnoid cyst. I get migraines, severe migraines. Like I had one yesterday. It, it hinders everything. I can't work when I have a migraine. Yeah. It's a bag of water that's right behind my eye oh. and it, it's inoperative. They are, I, I'm, forgive me if I'm not using the proper, they can't operate it on it because sure. I would probably lose my vision. Yeah. So it's just it's just there. And, uh, of course, the doctor said I should monitor it and go in there every year and see if I should have a stint put in to drain it. But I, I just I, – I'm, I'm, I'm like an ostrich with his head in the sand. I just live <laughs> every single – I just live, live every single day like it was my last. So that's good. So it kind of motivates you to be who you are, to live the way you live and to do the stuff Absolutely. like you do every day. So, Absolutely. um, and it's good. I mean, like people need to live their lives, you know, like, like every day is their last, but I, I, you know, that doesn't mean go jump in front of, you know, or jump out of a plane whenever you want to, you know, now don't put yourself in danger, but you should actually, uh, you know, take some chances in your life. So, and that kind of led you to where you are. So tell us how that motivated you to put the arcade up and, and how that's doing for you today. Well, 
it a hundred percent was the reason why I quit my day job. I used to be a union pipe fitter and it, the money was good. Don't get me wrong. It was nice to have anything I wanted. I was single, you know, and I decided that I didn't want to waste another second again for money. Like you can't put it up. If I only have a month to live, how much can you put a, a you know, how many Bitcoins is an hour of your life worth? You know? <laughs> so oh, I, I definitely live for the moment. And absolutely. I just like, like you said, and I, there isn't a time since I quit my day job, I have not had a single person tell me, what to do. And for some reason, I have a problem with authority. If I get pulled over by the cops, I'm just like, give me the fucking ticket and let me go. You know, yeah. I just don't like authority. So <laughs> I have a problem with that. So it actually works really well for me because I don't have to answer to anyone. I got divorced was partly that reason because my ex-wife would, you know, the honeydew list would get longer and longer. I don't want to do that now. So my new girlfriend's really easy going. She gets me and uh, nice. I don't have a boss, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, there's something to be said about if I want to like right now, get on a plane and go to Las Vegas, I can do it. I don't have to answer to nobody. Just go and do it. All right. I have one more question about the documentary and that is when the arcade shut down. Let me hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. The reason I said that is you guys said one of you guys are a cop, right? No, none of us are cops. No, thank God. Oh, but I was I was eavesdropping. I thought you guys said you were cops. <laughs> no, we were talking about a cop that beat down one of us. But we're yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying. I was trying to get you guys going, but it didn't work. <laughs> my my stepdad is a cop. If that helps at uh, all, <laughs> Dave, I was Dave, trying to get you guys going. Dave from Buffalo is a cop. My joke failed. Oh no, but we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay, I have one more one more question. And this is a little bit deeper question. Um so the arcade shuts down in the documentary and it's like this pivotal moment in the documentary we're hoping to see you come out. But the, you know it's interesting we don't really ever understand exactly why the arcade shuts down in the documentary. Uh you and know. one of the reasons why I'm not I don't really promote the doc documentary as much because there's a lot of things I don't like about it. Don't get me wrong. If Sean, if you ever hear this, it's great. And I love you. You're the greatest, <laughs> but there's so many things I would have done differently if I was able to edit. Okay. And yeah. you are absolutely right. It's kind of vague as to why yeah. the, 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 old, the, the, the only thing I could say is my ex-wife did not appreciate what I was doing, had no respect for what I was doing, thought it was all a joke. And escalated me every chance she got. Uh, like around her friend, she would call me Ms. Pac-Man, shit like that. That's that's odd. That's sad. She thought it was all a joke because she she made she went from making forty thousand a year and me bringing home the bulk of the income to rising to the be a vice president of a hospital to making a quarter million a year. So we didn't need the money. She made me close the arcade. Because it really, we didn't need it. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely. Oh, she thought it was. She thought it was awful. She thought it was a waste of time. So, because of my daughter being a baby, I did what any other father would do. That's fully vested, and I tried to save the family. Well, I think you did the right thing. Um, and, and even though things changed, 
um, and and things are different for you now. What's the most positive uh, outcome of all of this? I mean, obviously your arcade is up and running. You're doing the things you love to do. You're you're restoring games. You're cultivating the hobby. You're doing what you want to do now, and you have somebody who supports you. Tell us what uh, the the most positive outcome of this whole thing has been for you. I really wish the whole interview I was able to hear you like this because I could hear you crystal clear now, and I would be a lot funnier if I was able to hear. It. But that qu- that question that question is such a good question. My daughter Faith, who is ten, when we got divorced, she I kind of flipped out fighting, and I I might have hit it. I might have hit a few people when they arrested me, and I got in pretty big trouble. I didn't get to see my daughter for three months. Oh. Three uh-huh. months of my life, I was in a restraining order that I could not see my little girl. That's terrible. My ex-wife was telling my daughter all this bullshit about what a bad person I am. Yeah. I had no way of knowing if Faith was believing all this shit. Yeah. Those three months, I was suicidal. When I say suicidal, I I put I know what it's like to taste the end of a Beretta. Yeah. Yeah, not good. When, I guess it was two and a half months into it, I went to my mother and I said, mom, would you go to jail for me? And she says, it depends what it is. And I said, can we go kidnap Faith? Will you go with me? The only way I'll be able to get her out of school is if you come with me. My mom looked me in the eye and she said, absolutely. We drove to my daughter's school. My mom went inside, signed her out. They were walking out to the parking lot when the cops swarmed on us. My mom got enough time to ask Faith if she still loves me and if she believes anything her mom said. And Faith cried to to my mom and said, I love daddy so much. Every day my heart aches Mm. until I get to see him again. I love him so much. That was what was able to get me through the next few weeks to go to court and get my daughter back. So the positive outcome really is your, lo- your love. The positive for your- is the bond, the bond that my 10 year old daughter and I have is stronger. I would put it up against anybody on this fucking planet. <laughs> the bond that my daughter and I have. I love it. I love it, man. And it, it's so good. You know, you have this deep family root. I love that kid. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. you could probably yeah. tell I'm, I'm choking up. <laughs> I love that kid so much. It's It's actually, it's an illness. I love it. I love it. You gotta love your kids, right? Uh, so that's awesome. I I think uh, you know you have uh, such a great story, and um, and I and I wish that it had been told exactly the way you wanted it to in the interview. But I'm glad we got a little piece of it tonight. And I just want to say, Richie, you gotta plug your arcade location, your website, your phone number, your Twitter, your Tumblr, your Facebook, your MySpace, right? Whatever you got right now, uh, let us know what you got going so that the audience can come and check it out. What do you uh, go ahead? Well, I am working on the fa- I'm working on the web page right now. The web page is going to be interactive and a lot of good stuff. The uh, web page is either going to be richieknuckles.com or richieknuckles.games. I got both of those, so either .games or .com. Uh, as of now, I'd say that Facebook is the best way to get in touch with me and see what we're doing. There's a Facebook page for the arcade. It's Richie Knuckles Arcade Games, and and it's spelled, of course, Knuckles with a Z. There is no T in Richie. That's why I said I hate Lionel Richie <laughs> because he makes everybody put a fucking T. 
<laughs> in there. So it's R-I-C-H-I-E-K-N-U-C-K-L-E-Z is in zebra. Yeah. Uh, the website should be launched soon. Of course, there's the kingofarcades.com. You can find shit there. And there's a new movie coming out called Launch the Ball that I have the starring role in that check out launchtheball.com. We'll do that. That's going to be awesome. And of course, which we never mentioned, the song Man vs. Snake. I wrote and performed that song. If you if you watch oh, Man vs. Snake at the end during the race car scene, sense. that's me. That makes total sense now. Oh, yes. I love it. Oh, we got to do a reunion that's show where we got every Man versus Snake. We got to get Tim and Richie on at the same time. I think that's a good idea. Think... Yeah, that would be fun. So. Yeah, Tim and I are tight. I love Tim. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to shut this thing down for tonight, but I wanted to say to all the arcaders out there in the audience, thanks again for listening to the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Please join us on the conversation anytime. We're at ArcadeRadio.com, Arcade Radio, that's R-C-A-D-E, Radio.com. Email us at react at ArcadeRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Breakers. iTunes. Guys, you got to do me a favor and have me back on. Oh, we are going to oh, do that. yeah. We're going to sure. do that. Leave a- you didn't. You, you didn't get half. You didn't even get half of my, what I had to offer. <laughs> I, I, I was very low, low key tonight. Oh, we're, we're looking forward to having you back on. So, um... Anyone have questions? Leave a line. Uh, leave a voicemail on the line six one two five four eight game, and follow us on all those places I said. Follow us and all that stuff. And go to Grinkers and see us there. Grinkers, that's right. Grinkers. Mark, are your pants off? Is this... flipping off now? Maybe. Yeah, you're switching over to the casual look. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>